Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. So today I want to talk about sex. And I don't want to just talk about sex. I actually want to talk about sex and cannabis. So yeah, two different controversial topics, right? So we don't actually talk about sex very much in this culture unless you're part of that other culture that talks about sex all the time, right? I mean, come on, seriously, let's get over ourselves. The only reason why anybody has an existence is because of sex, right? I mean, that's the act that makes it be possible for people to be created to becoming alive. So what's our hang up? Just get over yourself. You know, if you go back in the American history of the Quakers and the Puritans, that's when all the shush and the hush hush and all the let's be quiet and let's be a prude and and let's, you know, be respectful about not talking about those things in public and all that other crazy talk. Yeah, I don't I don't live there and it's not healthy for any to be like that. There's no shame. There's no blame. There shouldn't be any guilt or anything bad. Sex is an amazing concept. It's an amazing act. It's a promotion of love that creates a life. Not only that, but there's so much energy and connectedness and involvement and openness and love that is created, experienced, and expands awareness of the act of making love with somebody that it's an amazingly powerful energy that some people even utilize purposefully and is known as sex magic to be able to create their desires not only with the person or people that they're with, but they actually harness that energy when they utilize it on their own and or with partners, multiple or single at any given time, and utilize that to manifest their wants for their lives. So there are different formats. You can check it online, different podcasts, different authors, different presenters who talk about sex magic and they don't always refer to it as sex magic but basically when you have a desire you have a want you have a dream a goal whatever it is that you want to be doing you need to have some kind of energy to thwart that into the future to manifest it to becoming real and so how do they do that how do you gain that kind of energy well it's kundalini rising so you start at the base your root chakra which is the red one you can access all this information online find it in different resources You don't have to just go by what I'm saying or try to wonder what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead and take your time, do some referencing, do some research, and you can find a plethora of information online. Okay, so yeah, so basically you're harnessing your desires, you're utilizing that to be able to create the power to give you what it is that you want. So that way the universe knows this is something that really matters to you. So even think about it as like, um, you know, the teen boys or guys when you were uh, growing up and started masturbating and you know you have all the centerfolds on the walls and things like that it's it's like a form of magic where you are trying to manifest something taking it from a thought form into creating it into a reality because you actually want to be with some girl some chick some woman whatever another partner that is like those women on the centerfold pictures right you want to have that person with that body that makes you feel good that you can move around that you can be involved with that you're accepted by right so that's just taking this power this personal power and utilizing it for your own benefit to be able to attain what you want in life. Okay, so that's that's magic because science doesn't know how to explain exactly how it happens. And it's it's all quantum 
and physics. It's all actuality. It's all stuff that's real. It's it's a spiritual manifestation where you take something that's a thought, that's a concept, that's an energy, and it turns into something in physicality. So it creates something from nothing, essentially. But we do that all the time. You know, we do that with great pieces of mastery. We do that with artwork. You do that when you're decorating a cake. You do it when you cut the grass. You know, anything that you're doing when you write a book, you know, creating artwork, like I said, anything that you do that takes an idea and then you add action to it and then it creates something else different that didn't exist before. I mean, technically, when you think about it, that's that's magic, right? You know, depending on how things are put out there, there could be all kinds of people out there thinking like, oh my God, Dr. Francis, you don't even know what you're talking about. You know how crazy you sound. Do you have any idea what it is that you're really saying? And I'm saying, yes, I do. Think about it. What are your hopes and dreams? What do you do? You know, you wish for it, you hope for it, you pray for it. And then you do some kind of action that creates the possibility for that thing that you want to come into existence. So that is a manifestation creation from nothing, right? You're taking energy in its pure form and you're making it turn into the thing that you want to be able to have, which means with sex, you're taking that energy, that heat, that desire, and you're bringing it up through your body. You're utilizing it. You're putting that energy into a faster motion. You're putting an intention to it. So that way you get a specific desired outcome. Okay. So now all of that stuff is done. I want to get into talking about sex and cannabis. Now, one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up in today's episode for today's podcast is because I just had an article published in Sexual Health Magazine. You can find it on sexualhealthmagazine.com slash digital slash 2019-09. That's the website for Sexual Health Magazine, as well as make sure you look for the edition from September of 2019. So this is a pretty thick edition because they had it special for the Sex Expo 2019 in New York. Um, That happens every year. So check it out. This is taking sex from the closets into the mainstream because why? Honestly, everybody does it unless you haven't done it yet. And then you think about doing it and then you probably do it with yourself. And so you didn't exist without it happening for you to be here unless you were a test tube baby, which is possible because they did start doing those. And that is possible. But I mean, to be quite frank, that sperm going into the egg is the consequence of sex and the whole entire point and purpose of that part of creation. But just the fact of saying that now I need to point out that I've had conversations with people who tried telling me and this is the old, you know, I'm going to go with old white man Christian concept of Puritanism and man being power and control and all that kind of garbage and say that no, the whole entire point and purpose of sex is not procreation because if it was every single time somebody had sex they would get pregnant and there wouldn't be pleasure involved in it so I don't believe that the only reason why people have sex is for procreation because if that were the case nobody would have sex once that partner was pregnant okay and women women wouldn't be able to have multiple orgasms not that men don't have multiple orgasms but women can be like one 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 you know what I mean kind of fast like that whereas a guy it's going to take a little while for them to recharge that ecstasy you're going to have that orgasm and then you know you're going to go limp for a little while you're going to have to rest for a little while and then you're going to build it back up again depending on where he's at in that cycle however women can be almost non-stop like an exploding set of fireworks going off so if the only reason for having sex would be to create life and to have a child you're getting pregnant nobody would have sex once that outcome 
outcome occurred. So once somebody became pregnant, there would be no reason to have sex anymore. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't go with that. But anyways, so going back to our why do cannabinoids make sex better? Well, the reason why is because we have an endocannabinoid system within us. So that's why those words are the same is because when it was discovered that we had this endocannabinoid system, it was because the molecular shape of the cannabis molecules actually fit and mimic the keys and lock system in our endocannabinoid system itself. So they were just given the same name because they mimic each other and they're not completely identical, but they are very much comparative to each other. So for example, THC is actually called tetrahydrocannabinol and that's the high inducing aspect of cannabis, right? That is very close to our own endocannabinoid, which means it's something that our natural high creates in our body. And that is anandamide. So almost the same, but the phytocannabinoid, the part that comes from the plant is the THC. Now the other mainstream cannabis molecule that they talk about in the industry now is CBD, cannabidiol. And this one's non-psychotropic, but it has a lot, a lot, a lot of mental mood and physical benefits. Now, these are not the only cannabinoids that there are. There are well over a hundred cannabinoids right now that are and have been discovered in research. And the more that we're able to do research, the more that we're able to find. The plants are an amazing benefit for us. And they've actually been around for, it seems like eternity for as long as people have been around for, because we do have this innate sense of the system in our body, which this plant works amazingly in. And then also, if you actually think about it in the food supply, before the prohibition on cannabis, when there was this whole, you know, fear factor and propaganda with paper industry and getting rid of the plant for corn to come in and all these other things to replace the food for our livestock. In the past, livestock used to graze on hemp. And so what does that mean? It means that the animals were eating the cannabinoids from the plants, and then that was becoming broken down in their bodies and then creating the food, which is the meat products, right, that we consume as people. So if a animal is out in the pasture and they're grazing on hemp, and then they're eating those cannabinoids, and then those cannabinoids are locking into their key and lock systems and their endocannabinoid system, and then going in through all of the tissues that they have, and then becoming assimilated into their muscle, which then when that animal gets slaughtered and a person eats it, then that person ingests the cannabinoids that that animal once ate from the plants that they were eating. See the the cycle of life here? See how this process works? So then we were getting naturally through eating the foods that we ate because of the animals were the foods that we ate or the plants because the hemp was in the fields that we ate. We were constantly getting filled with cannabinoids and those are our natural highs. And so when we're ingesting them, then we're incorporating that into our bodies. And then also cannabinoids are in high content and high count in breast milk. So breastfed babies are healthier babies. Breastfed babies have healthier fats. Breastfed babies have a better immune system because they get that immunity from the breast milk from their moms because when they're born, it's not the same thing. And I'm sorry, they don't come from vaccinations. Um, I'm not going to get into a big, huge dynamic talk here on vaccinations, but immunity doesn't come from vaccinations. Immunity comes from when you're born, your immunity starts coming from your breast milk from your mom because it's her immunity. Okay. So back to cannabis. So the reason why it makes a difference with cannabis when you have sex is because according to late sex researchers, Masters and Johnson, sex is a physical and psychological process. So for orgasm, we have to relax to not only feel the sensations of sex, so arousal and climax, but also we need to shut off our mental chatter so that way our nervous systems aren't distracted 
away from orgasm. And this in women, much more so than with men, right? Men are more easily able to compartmentalize to be able to say, okay, here's this thing. I'm going to put it over there off to the side because I'm in the moment. I want to pay attention to what I'm doing. I'm in the zone. I'm thinking about what I'm thinking. I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And, you know, they fantasize more, supposedly. They think about sex all the time. They're just like really down to doing what they want to do. And they're more easily able to shut off that part of their brain that is thinking about things and worrying about things and things like that, where women just have been conditioned to perseverate and to worry and to think that there's some kind of thing that they need to be able to be doing in the moment to take care of somebody else and blah, blah, blah. So not only does cannabis allow for your body to be able to calm down, relax, have that ease in your muscles, things like that, but it also helps to be able to relax your mind and to get that limbic system disconnect there so that way you can release your inhibition so you're not so afraid of the woman being worried about what her belly looks like or what her thighs look like or if he's concerned about if she jiggles or any of those kinds of things. So it relaxes your mind, it relaxes your body, and it allows you to be more aware of your body, not only because it has an effect on time, so that way time seems to stand still and then jumps forward and you're more capable of being focused on what you're doing, but it also has the ability to allow your body to be able to have the opportunity to enjoy itself, to feel those heightened senses of awareness, to be able to be focused on that sense of arousal from being touched and being able to have those parts of your body breathed on and touched and rubbed and moved and, you know, allows for lubrication and all those kinds of things without any kind of interference from the mind getting in the way. Now, one of the worst kinds of things that can happen, and I'm assuming that people are going to agree with me, is when you're in the middle of the moment and everything is hot and heavy and then something happens that interferes and then you're distracted and then you're done and you're not in the zone anymore and it's kind of like, all right, well, never mind, let's just forget this. That's very much a problem and it's something that gets in the way and then you have all kinds of responses to that kind of a response. One thing that I want to point out is that if you've never consumed cannabis products before, make sure that you do before you do it in a sexual situation. Why? Because you don't know how you're going to respond. Maybe you'll have a little bit and it's going to make you fall asleep. That's not really going to be helpful for you if you don't even remember what happened and you weren't capable of partaking in the situation. Because the whole point, as far as I'm concerned, for having sex is so that way you can actually experience the situation and have it be a good thing for you. If you fall asleep because you had too much cannabis, then you're not really able to enjoy it. Now, the other side of that is if you take it to an extreme and you have way too much, then you could, you know, go overly bored with it and know a toxicity of cannabis is not going to kill you. It doesn't have any effect on the brainstem. It is not going to interfere with your breathing. It is not, quite honestly, should not be listed as a Schedule 1 drug because that's just ridiculous. It doesn't have addictive qualities. It doesn't have the ability to kill you. And it does have a lot of therapeutic benefits. So even the scheduling of it doesn't even make any sense if you're part of those people who recognize what all of that scheduling means. But that's a different topic as well. So you don't want to have too much cannabis because it works in the synaptic clefts, which means from one of your neurons with your energy passing from one action potential jumping to the next, which is just kind of doctor talk for saying that your nervous system has the flow in it of being able to make things happen in your body, but it slows it down and it balances it out. So that's why when people are anxious and they're moving really, really fast and they're thinking really, really fast and all these different things are happening, when they use cannabis, they slow down. Or when people are just kind of like normal and then they get a level space and then they consume cannabis, then they're kind of like just sitting on a couch like, whoa, dude, 
dude, man. Because it slows them down. It gives their nervous system a chance to be able to rebalance itself and slow down. So then you're capable of having a different perspective and a different awareness with a different sense of time. So again, if you take too much cannabis because you've never done it before and you're not really sure how much is going to work for you and how your body is going to respond to that, then you end up taking too much and then you're just kind of like a lump there sitting there and you're not going to be active in your sexual situation, which I don't know, to me, I don't really think that's going to be most beneficial. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Also, because it can interfere with your memory because it does put a disconnect in your limbic system. So that way people don't perseverate, which is why cannabis is amazing for people with PTSD, right? Because all of those loops of thinking and all of that, it stops it. So that way you don't have to constantly re-experience that trauma. If you use cannabis with sex as the first time you use cannabis, then you might end up doing things that later you don't even remember doing it because it interfered with your memory, right? That's not really going to be the best experience either because I don't know about you, but whenever I have a sexual encounter, I like to remember it later and I like to know what I did when I was doing it. Okay, so just a couple things to think about there. Different things between men and women, they're kind of the same, kind of different, but with men, when men have some cannabis, it can lead to increased arousal, desire, thoughts, fantasies, focus, attention, pleasure, satisfaction, orgasm quality, and it can prolong an erection. Those all sound like good benefits to me. I'm game, right? But if a man has too much cannabis, then it could have the opposite effect. He could go limp real quick. It won't work. He could have temporary testosterone levels reduced. He could have a lower sperm count and he could have temporary sterility. So depending on what you're looking for, that doesn't really sound like the best sexual encounter either. Now for women, women are kind of the same, kind of a little bit different there. But when women have some cannabis, it helps them relax. It helps decrease their muscle pain and their overactive thinking. So it can increase quality and frequency for orgasm, sexual desire, and satisfaction. Now, I don't know if this sounds uh, however it sounds, but it has been reported that some women have become sexually disinhibited and promiscuous. So yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? You go to a party and then there's a woman who's getting high and then you kind of see her going around the party and she's with a few people at the party and, you know, whatever. Well, you know, no judgment or anything there. I'm just pointing it out. That's the whole purpose of it. Cannabis is a inhibition inhibitor. So basically the things that you have problems and issues with, it interferes with that problem, which means it's not a problem for you anymore, which means you're game. You know, you're good to go. Now, women with excess don't really want to deal with that with a sexual thing unless your point and goal is to completely have her not interested in you because a woman who has too much cannabis will not be interested in sex at all. Sorry, that's just how it goes. If you want to start off and you've never done anything with cannabis before with THC, one thing that you could start off with is a CBD product, which will give you all of that relaxation, mood enhancement, and physical sensation awareness, getting rid of those muscle pains and aches and things like that, which I've already discussed, but it will not give you that head high. So you don't have to worry about that. And of course, there are all different forms of cannabis. You can eat it, you can smoke it, you can vape it, you can have it in a tincture, put it underneath your tongue. There's all different ways to take it. Just keep in mind that different forms have different response times and they last for different amount of times as well. So 
if you smoke something, it's going to have a faster effect and that effect is going to not last as long as if you eat an edible because if you're eating an edible, it's going to go through your digestive system before it goes into your bloodstream, which means that it's going to have a longer time before it starts working. But also because of that, and it goes through your digestive system, it's constantly being reactivated, so to say, throughout your system. So if, if you take that cannabis in an edible, you're eating it, you could end up waiting hour before you have any kind of effect, but then you could be having substantial effects for multiple hours. So just keep that in mind with your usage and what your intentions are. So make sure you know what you're doing. You've done it before. Try it on yourself the first time if that's how you need to do it before you get into any kind of an agreement with anybody. Anything that you do is as long as anybody who's involved is agreeing to it and it's consensual, it's up to whoever is involved and what happens. Just make sure ahead of time you have your goals and your intentions. So that way nobody ends up with a bad experience or feeling like something happened that they weren't in control of before it was able to happen. Basically, the reason why cannabinoids make sex better is because it allows your body and your mind to relax and experience the moment of what you're in and totally take in the sexual experience that you're partaking in instead of letting all the other aspects of life interfere with that sexual moment. So then why would a naturopathic doctor care? Because sex is a natural part of a healthy life. All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you liked what I had to say today, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you're looking for a naturopathic doctor, or there's some things that you need to talk about to somebody, go ahead and give me a call. You can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, enjoy, have fun, and until next time, Thank you.